despondency to enlightenment krishna says that one attains peace when they remain unmoved by desires like an ocean that is unmoved by the waters entering it he further says that nirmama sans i and nirahankar sans am doer is the path for peace to reach the destination of the eternal state none are deluded after attaining it this eternal state is called moksha which is ultimate freedom joy and compassion krishna gives the example of the ocean to compare this eternal state and rivers being stimulations constantly received by senses like an ocean one remains stable and steady after attaining the eternal state even if temptations and desires keep entering them secondly when rivers meet the ocean they lose their existence similarly when desires enter a person in the eternal state they lose their existence thirdly if one thing makes us miserable it's the reaction a karma generated in us by the stimulations of the external world and our inability to control it hence the indication is that like the ocean we too should learn to ignore such transient stimulations our understanding is that every karma has a karta doer and karma phal fruits of action earlier krishna gave us the path of separating karma and karma phal now he advises us to drop i and ahankar aham karta the sense of doership so that karta and karma are separated there is no point of return once this eternal state of peace is achieved and any karma remains just one of the billion actions of this ever active universe in the gita the eternal state comes after vishad despondency through sankhya awareness as it is the norm that extreme pain has the potential and capability to bring moksha when used positively like krishna did with arjun and the present covid 19 is no exception either next in the series is certainty for uncertain mind certainty for an uncertain mind the third chapter of the gita is known as karma yoga which is an elaboration of verse 2.71 where krishna said that nirmama sans i and nir ahankar sans am doer is the path to attain the eternal state arjun raises a doubt if you consider buddhi intellect awareness to be superior why then do you engage me in terrible action of war instead of telling me with nischay certainty what is best for my welfare without confusing me with perplexing speech labeling expressed or hidden is nothing but irrational and impulsive decisions which are not evidence based and krishna earlier advised to drop them arjun made a decision to escape the war based on a single factor that he doesn't foresee any good in killing one's kinsman in the battle 
subsequently he gathers many justification to defend his decision and the present question also appears as a part of the justification rather than the quest for better understanding our situation is no different than that of arjun as we are labeled based on religion race family status caste nationality gender etc much before we come to our senses and throughout life we keep struggling to justify them secondly arjun is looking for nischay certainty from krishna even though impermanence is the norm of the manifested all of us look for certainty as it gives us comfort we gravitate towards labeling since it offers certainty rather than waiting to gather more evidence for a rational decision which requires patience but the eternal certainty comes out of one's own life experiences and one has to earn it in the hard way all of us have to walk the path as this experience cannot be borrowed from books or others it's akin to driving or cycling which is one's own experience next in the series is renunciation of i renunciation of i krishna replies as i said earlier in this world there are two paths to salvation for the wise through wisdom and for yogis through the path of action this verse indicates that the path of awareness is for the intellect oriented and the path of action for the mind oriented krishna further clarifies just by avoiding karma action one cannot attain nishkarma actionlessness and one cannot attain siddhi perfection by mere renunciation renunciation is glorified in almost all cultures simply because sacrifices are able to do something which a normal person cannot that's why arjun's standpoint appeals to many of us when he wants to renounce the luxury of the kingdom and the pain of war krishna also favors renunciation but he implores us to sacrifice i in all our actions war is not an issue for krishna but the i in arjun is for krishna nirmama sans i and nir ahankar sans am doer is the path to the eternal state in our daily lives renunciation can be of money food positions power or any other thing which is valued by society it's like saying that i made money and now i am donating money making and donating money is two sides of the same coin as long as i remains this is difficult concept as we usually admire renunciation of physical possessions certainly this is the second stage of travel and there is a chance that this renunciation is for some higher gain like fame that's why krishna doesn't let us stop there and demands us to attain the final stage of renouncing i 
when i is dropped everything becomes a joyful drama otherwise this drama called life can also become a tragedy next in the series is delusion and hypocrisy delusion and hypocrisy if we are not karta doer for karma action then who is karta krishna replies no one can stay for even a moment without performing karmas as all are compelled by gunas characters born of prakriti nature to perform actions three atomic particles namely electron proton and neutron form the entire physical world similarly three gunas namely sattva tamo and rajo are responsible for driving us to perform actions in that sense they are the real karta krishna further says the individuals who forcefully control the organs of action but whose mind rotates around thoughts of sense objects is a hypocrite and deluding himself we are brought up and governed by a system of reward for good behavior and punishment for bad behavior both at familial and societal level this results in a split personality with no coherence between our inner and outer selves for example when someone hurts us we may restrain ourselves in terms of words and actions for the sake of good behavior but the mind gets filled with hatred regrets and a sense of injustice krishna is never in favor of suppression or numbing which he calls mithya delusion but instead advocates for attaining samatva equanimity where hurt and praise are treated as equal and hence dichotomy disappears at the core nobody wants to live in this misery but very few know how to come out of it that's why krishna immediately gives a solution to engage one's organs of action in karma yoga yoga of action without attachment the crux is without attachment it's performing karma without attachment to karta with the realization that gunas are the real karta performing karma without attachment to karma phal fruits of action it's the detachment of controller part of senses from the sense objects unconditional love emerges when attachment goes next in the series is always do your best always do your best krishna says perform your obligatory actions as action is superior to inaction and even the maintenance of your body would not be possible by inaction actions like gathering and consumption of food are essential for the survival of the human body further the human body consists of so many organs systems and the chemicals which perform thousands of internal actions on a regular basis 
even if a couple of them are missed harmony would be lost and the body would suffer or perish in that sense maintenance of the body wouldn't be possible by inaction krishna speaks of performing obligatory actions and an intricate concept rituals of sacred texts are duties cast on us by the society are usually taken to be obligatory actions but both fall short of defining what krishna seeks to convey our obligation is to attain our highest potential in the physical world it's like a seed manifesting into a mighty tree like a single cell developing into a complex human body by executing instructions contained in genes this implies that karma for each of us has already been chosen by our gunas like instructions in genes for cells hence what is left is carrying out the instructions are doing which includes growing healing and protecting itself it's doing our best to the fullest of our abilities it's not simply about what we are doing but how best we are doing it of course the best may vary for each of us depending on our ability experience time etc the best can simply be presence silence or empathetic listening this will take us to the eternal state of moksha transcending gunas obligatory for unmanifested it's about doing not choosing as our birth the biggest event in our lives is not of our choosing next in the series is selfless actions hold supreme power selfless actions hold supreme power water is essential for life on earth and krishna uses rain as an example to explain selfless actions basically rain is a part of a cycle where water evaporates because of heat forming clouds thereafter given the right conditions it comes down as rain this process involves selfless actions and krishna names them yagna oceans let the water evaporate to form clouds and clouds sacrifice themselves to turn into rain both these actions are selfless actions yagna krishna indicates that selfless actions of yagna holds the supreme reality or supreme power in the beginning using this power the creator created and advised everyone to use it to further themselves this is nothing but aligning ourselves with the supreme reality to tap its power through selfless action of yagna in this interconnected process of rain if clouds were to feel proud and hold water then the cycle would collapse krishna calls such holders who disturb the cycles as thieves on the other hand clouds keep forming when they continue with the selfless action of rain krishna uses the word dev shining ones for the participants of this cycle helping each other these selfless actions 
give many things back like the ocean getting water back through rain so instead of hoarding one should participate in the cycle and this will free us from all sins hoarding being the original sin krishna cautions that non selfless actions bind us and advises action to be performed without attachment like agna this world rests on shared existence interconnectedness and interdependence where each entity is a part of one cycle or another dependent on something or someone it's like a part of us exists in others and a part of others exists in us next in the series is samarpan surrender or sangharsh struggle samarpan surrender or sangharsh struggle there are two ways of living one is sangharsh struggle and the other samarpan which means surrender samarpan is not a helpless surrender like the surrender of the defeated in war it's surrender with awareness and active acceptance struggle is to be ahead of others to have more than what is given to us to have something different than what we have on the other hand samarpan is gratitude for every living moment krishna says that one lives in vain if one rejoices in the senses and does not follow the wheel in motion it's a life of struggle for someone on the path of satisfying the senses which can never be satisfied this struggle brings tension worry and misery which is living in vain krishna explains the wheel of existence using the example of rain rain showcases the wheel of selfless action of water which evaporates and rains selflessly such selfless action is the source of supreme power following the wheel of selfless actions is the life of surrender which makes us joyful and gives us bliss krishna says that the man who rejoices in the self atmarati is satisfied with self atmatripta and is content with self alone and for him no duty exists no desire means no duty this is life independent of senses where one does not have separate desires than of existence it's the pure acceptance of whatever comes our way while performing selfless actions for him there is no interest in what is done or what is not done nor does he depend upon any being for any object content with self is a common thread in the gita which is also rejoicing in the self atmarati and satisfied with self when one is content with self there is no complaints nor comparisons about our entitlements and capabilities next in the series is concerned and unconcerned
concerned and unconcerned krishna assures us that by performing actions without attachment one reaches the supreme and gives the example of king janak who attained perfection by action alone krishna emphasizes the point that a king who lives in luxuries and has several responsibilities can also attain the supreme by performing all actions without attachment implying that we too can similarly reach the supreme irrespective of our circumstances in history there are hardly any instances where two enlightened people have interacted one such conversation is between king janak and sage astvakra known as astvakra gita which is rated as one of the best for seekers as per legend a guru once sent one of his disciples who lived modestly with a few loin clothes and a begging bowl to janak for the final lesson he comes to janak and wonders why his guru sent him to this man who is in the midst of luxuries but stays on in the palace one morning janak takes him for a bath to a nearby river while taking a dip they get the news that the palace is burnt the student gets worried about his loin clothes whereas janak was undisturbed realization strikes him that attachment to even a simple loin cloth is an attachment and needs to be dropped performing actions without attachment is the core teaching of the gita it is the state of being concerned as well as unconcerned in the physical world one is fully concerned and does his best in the given situation at the same time he is unconcerned internally as the outcome of such actions won't affect him the outcome can be in the line of efforts made or it can be completely opposite and in either case he is neither concerned nor disturbed this is the key to maintain a work life balance next in the series is lead by example lead by example children always look to their parents to understand the world learn new things manners behaviors etc and that's why it is said that the best way to bring up a child is to lead by example by walking the talk the same dependence continues in the later stages too it might be dependence on friends teachers mentors etc this implies that there are people who are always dependent on us and look towards us for guidance whatever we do influences them it is in this context that krishna says whatever a superior being does other persons imitate and his actions set a standard for the people of the world krishna further explains there is nothing in three worlds that should be done by me nor anything unattained that has to be attained at i engage in action 
if at any time i did not continue to perform actions without pause men would wholly imitate my way these words would perish if i did not perform action i would be the cause for dire confusion and i would also be ruining these people clearly krishna is coming as parmatma super soul who shows his vishwarupam subsequently he comes as creativity which includes creation maintenance and destruction in these verses krishna mentions about the consequences if creativity stops performing action when a farmer sows wheat it is creativity that is responsible for sprouting if creativity stops the seed goes to waste after sprouting if that crop does not grow that too is a cause of confusion after growing if it does not produce seeds then it would destroy generations our lives depend so much on visible and invisible automaticity built into this universe and this is purely possible because of the tireless actions which are continuously performed by creativity next in the series is actor as well as audience actor as well as audience in our daily life we get attached to action which is described as asakti which means interest or attachment or we are detached from it virakti which means hatred or disinterested however krishna refers to a third stage anasakti which is dropping both attachment and detachment and is beyond both asakti and virakti he says that the avidwan ignorant act with an attachment to action and the vidwan wise acts unattached for the welfare of the world actions based on asakti and virakti can make us miserable for example in case of asakti the presence of a loved one brings us happiness and their absence makes us unhappy similarly in case of virakti the presence of a hated one makes us unhappy and their absence brings relief hence both asakti and virakti are capable of swinging us between the polarities of pleasure and pain krishna therefore advises us to transcend both and be anasakt while performing any action the welfare of the world can be equated to compassion which flows when the actions are performed with anasakti when actions are performed with asakti or virakti then it's like a garbage truck dumping dirt everywhere thereby being welfare negative to society anasakt is like being a performer in a drama and being a part of the audience at the same time an artist is expected to act in the role assigned to them with 
dedication and to the best of their abilities to achieve this one should keep enhancing their skills and knowledge in the relevant field of action one should simultaneously be a part of the audience in the gallery observing the drama while the first part is our duty in the outer world the later is for our inner self while the motivation and choice of action come from gunas it is anasakti that should be practiced while performing these actions this when mastered is the geeta implemented next in the series is give time a chance give time a chance a fruit absorbs nutrients from its parent tree to grow and ripen it then gets detached from the tree to start its own journey the journey to freedom from the parent tree involves different actions to finally becoming a tree itself an immature fruit on the other hand needs to be attached to the parent tree till it ripens a ripe fruit shouldn't lure the immature fruit to leave the tree as it is not at ready to start an independent journey it would perish if it doesn't spend time to get the required nourishment from the parent tree in a similar vein krishna advises the wise man to not unsettle the ignorant who is attached to actions this is an extension of what krishna said about individuals who forcefully control the organs of action but whose mind still revolves around the thoughts of sense objects he calls them hypocrites who are deluding themselves and this would be no different to the state of an ignoramus whose actions were forcefully stopped by a wise man in a class of 100 students each one understands the same lesson in a different manner depending on their character and state of mind that's why a sanyasi who realizes the futility of motivated actions in life shouldn't encourage a brahmachari to desist from family life as the brahmachari can better learn the same futility by his own actions there is no way other than this krishna waited for the hunger to learn in arjun to impart the geeta to him till then krishna let him keep doing worldly actions go through pleasures and pains in life and waited for an opportune moment thus learning happens when there is an inner hunger for it where each entity that we see and each life situation that we face can become a teacher next in the series is interaction of gunas interaction of gunas krishna says that karmas actions in all situations are performed by the gunas which are qualities or characters of nature one who is deluded by ahankar thinks am doer one with true insight into the distinctions between gunas and karmas knows that gunas interact with gunas and hence he is not attached all actions being nothing but interactions between gunas is a common thread in the geeta three gunas namely 
சத்வ தமோ அண்ட் ரஜோ ஆர் ப்ரெசென்ட் இன் ஈச் ஆஃப் அஸ் இன் டிஃப்ரெண்ட் ப்ரொபோர்ஷன்ஸ் சத்வகுணா இஸ் தி அட்டாச்மெண்ட் டு நாலேஜ் ரஜோகுணா இஸ் தி அட்டாச்மெண்ட் டு ஆக்ஷன் அண்ட் தமஸ் லீட்ஸ் டு இக்னோரன்ஸ் அண்ட் லேசினஸ் இட் ஷுட் பி நோட்டட் தேட் நோ குணா இஸ் சுப்பீரியர் ஆர் இன்ஃபீரியர் டு எனி அதர் குணா தே ஆர் ஜஸ்ட் குணாஸ் ஃபார் எக்ஸாம்பிள் இஃப் ஒன் ஹேஸ் எ ஹை பர்சன்டேஜ் ஆஃப் ரஜோகுணா தே வுட் பி டீப்லி இன்க்ளைண்ட் டுவர்ட்ஸ் ஆக்ஷன் அண்ட் வுட் நாட் பி ஏபிள் டு ஸ்லீப் தஸ் எ பர்சன்டேஜ் ஆஃப் தமஸ் இஸ் நீடெட் டு ஸ்லீப் செகண்ட்லி we need to be aware of the guna that is dominating us at the present moment for example under the influence of tamas one would tend to be a couch potato and watch tv on the other hand if their spouse were in the rajoguna then he or she would like to go out for some shopping a movie or visit friends subsequent situations may be due to the interaction between the tamo and rajogunas similar situations driven by the interaction of gunas occur at workplaces too krishna explains that we should be able to transcend gunas to become gunatit a state where we are aware of the gunas which are dominating us in the present moment and we remain a mere witness to their interactions in the manifested world next in the series is prisoner of perceptions prisoner of perceptions krishna says that those sammohit hypnotized by the gunas which are qualities or characters of nature are attached to the functions of the gunas one with perfect knowledge should not unsettle the ignorant whose knowledge is imperfect apart from being the real karta doer gunas have the ability to hypnotize and cast a spell on us which makes us forget our true nature we remain spellbound till we realize we are under a spell krishna talks about the ignorant and the wise ignorant are under the hypnotic spell maya of gunas and feel that they are karta and want to achieve be important get noticed and fight for entitlements simultaneously they take others in the family workplace and society to be karta and expect them to behave or perform as per their expectations this results in perpetual guilt regret anger and misery from ever swinging polarities of failure and success the second stage is awareness which comes with a time lapse after an incident has occurred the lapse can be a few moments years decades or even lifetimes incidents can be words we speak desires we are gripped with decisions we take or the karmas we perform due to the spell of gunas on us the third stage of awareness is realizing in the present moment itself that gunas are interacting with gunas and we are not karta it is the art of observing blissfully the ignorant too would 
reach the state of awareness as per one's own nature swadharmam in due course of time and hence krishna advises the wise to wait without disturbing the ignorant all of us carry many perceptions of the world we live in and the ignorant are the prisoners of these perceptions wisdom is to overcome these perceptions gathered in life next in the series is art of surrender art of surrender krishna tells arjun to relinquish all actions unto him to be devoid of egotism nirmama and desires nirasha and to fight without favor this verse is a summary of the gita and it answers several of our doubts in daily life our first doubt is what to do which arises because we are not happy with what we are doing as we feel that happiness is elsewhere in another action but this verse advises us to do the job in hand which may have been chosen by us or thrust upon us to the best of our abilities it could be as cruel and complex as the kurukshetra war where one would kill or be killed scientifically our complex human body is the evolution from a single cell where each action of mutation is linked to the previous one so any action on hand is always a result of a series of past actions and there is no stand alone action next question is how to do it the verse advises us to act by dropping ahankar desires and fever arising out of tension or despondency as faced by arjun dropping desires would free us of misery as both go hand in hand how to overcome the obstacles we face is answered by krishna by advising relinquishment of all actions unto him here krishna is coming on as parmatma super soul when the job at hand is complicated we seek additional resources in terms of knowledge strength and experience from one who has it the ultimate seeking is samarpan which is surrender to parmatma especially when the solution is beyond our comprehension ahankar is a sign of weakness and fear which seeks the help of power physical positions or recognition for its existence thus one requires strength and fearlessness to relinquish everything to parmatma next in the series is shraddha brings joy shraddha trust brings joy krishna says that anyone who follows this teaching with shraddha will be joyful and will be liberated from karma bandhan bondage of action shraddha 
is usually thought to mean belief or faith but it is something beyond and the closest meaning is trust in this state we are free of doubt and all our questions dissipate humanity believed that the sun was rotating around the earth until it was realized that it's the other way around thus belief is dependent on external things while shraddha is an internal quality secondly belief exists along with its polar opposite of disbelief whereas shraddha transcends both thirdly shraddha is different from blind faith where one is unwilling to listen to the other side shraddha is the assimilation of everything to oneness while belief and faith can be borrowed shraddha is purely experiential to realize the whole it is essential to understand the contrast that's why krishna immediately gives contrast and says the deluded don't practice these teachings and are ruined one common thread in the gita is that realization comes through awareness and not through suppression this is reflected when krishna says even a man of knowledge acts according to the tendencies of his own nature as all living creatures follow their nature what can suppression do we all like some foods and dislike others the same is the case with smells sounds and beauty a person is loved by some and disliked by others one gets liked today and hated later or vice versa there could be many justifications for these tendencies but krishna declares these tendencies to be our enemy and says the sense organs naturally experience rag attachment and dvesh aversion for their respective sense objects one should be aware of this duality and that the two are one's enemies next in the series is dharma is one dharma reality is one krishna says that swadharmam own nature or reality is superior to well accomplished paradharmam others nature or reality even when the former is devoid of merit it's better to die in swadharmam than to be fraught with fear in paradharmam this intricate verse creates more doubts than clarity in our minds in a sense this verse is purely contextual for arjun in the kurukshetra war arjun has warrior dharmam till that moment and desires to be a saint in the next one the chances for this change are bleak and krishna is indicating the same in this verse while dharma or reality is one we perceive it in different ways like how the proverbial five blind men perceive the same elephant 
differently through their touch if one of them perceives it as a task that is his reality or swadharmam the verse further indicates that one who perceives it as a task should keep pursuing his path rather than trying to adopt the beautifully presented version of the one who perceived it as a leg or a tail the next question that comes is whose perception is correct one all of them are correct in their own way that's why krishna doesn't encourage comparison when he says that follow swadharmam even if it's devoid of merits dharma is similar to the electricity that enters our homes and manifests differently depending upon the appliance it powers each appliance has its own nature and a fan cannot dream to be a television krishna earlier indicated that suppression doesn't lead us anywhere adopting others reality is suppressing one's own reality suppression leads to exclusion whereas reality is the sum of all the individual perceptions as in the case of the blind man and the elephant next in the series is beware of lust beware of lust arjun enquires how can a man perform evil even against his will as if he is compelled this is the most common question that arises when the first ray of awareness sets in krishna says kaam and krodh anger are born out of rajoguna and are great evils full of insatiable craving beware of them to be the foulest enemies here on earth krishna uses the word kaam which is an extreme form of desire like lust attachment to action is the hallmark of rajoguna which happens because of desire as in the case of a car the movement or speeding up is a quality born out of rajoguna and the accelerator is an instrument to achieve this similarly slowing down or inertia is the nature of tamas and the break is an instrument the driver represents sattva guna which is the balancing of acceleration and braking for a smooth and safe ride the speedometer is an instrument for awareness if the balance is lost an accident is inevitable lust is also nothing but a loss of balance in our lives where we invest so much energy to attain pleasure to possess something or someone or to acquire power and fame while giving energy to these desires we are completely unaware of their consequences once it attains criticality we don't have any control anger is the natural consequence of unfulfilled desire or pain that has followed pleasure the verse says that desire is insatiable indicating that the more we try to satisfy it the more it grows rich seeks more riches and power seeks 
absolute power the trick is to neither suppress nor satisfy them krishna says beware of them which is being aware when we are gripped with lust or fear and this awareness itself will free us from their grip next in the series is witness like mirror witness like a mirror krishna clarifies that just like fire is enveloped in smoke a mirror by dirt an embryo by the womb wisdom is covered by desire that is an insatiable fire which is the constant enemy of the wise earlier krishna had said that gunas have the capacity to hypnotize us desire born out of rajoguna does the same he further elaborated that the senses mind and intellect are said to be the seat of the desires and through these desires hypnotize our soul by eclipsing its wisdom a mirror is the perfect example of a sakshi witness its wisdom is to reflect both situations and people brought before it without any labeling it doesn't have the burden of the past nor any expectations from the future and is always in the present its effectiveness reduces when this wisdom is covered by dust while the metaphorical mirror is our true nature the dirt is our past accumulations gathered because of our previous motivated actions and desires similarly the ability to know is our true nature which is limitless but we identify with the limited knowledge gathered in a nutshell the dirt is our past accumulations which include knowledge pleasant or unpleasant memories and judgments that weigh heavily upon us likewise the desires delude our soul by eclipsing its wisdom a careful look at the crucial conversations in the workplaces and family would reveal that we carry the heavy burden of our past and find it difficult to appreciate the present moment resulting in lowered productivity and misunderstandings living in the past is misery and the key is not to let the past make us its slave to begin with we could use some of it as an instrument to help us till we permanently align ourselves with the present moment of consciousness next in the series is power of desire power of desire a desire filled tulsidas was desperate to meet his newly wed wife he crossed a river at night mistaking a corpse to be a wooden log used a snake as a rope to climb up the wall to meet his wife only to be rebuked by her that he would be better off with an equal passion for lord rama he was transformed that very moment 
and he went on to author the revered ramcharitmanas tulsi's story helps us better comprehend krishna's advice to destroy desire by disciplining the senses desire has two aspects the first is the energy of courage determination and passion that is generated in us and the second is its direction outwardly directed it is dissipated in seeking sensual pleasures and possessions when krishna asks us to destroy desires he doesn't want us to destroy this energy but only wants us to direct it inwards like tulsidas this energy is essential for the demanding spiritual journey like a satellite needing energy from its rockets in the beginning to reach orbit once one reaches the eternal state both energy and direction become meaningless krishna asks us to discipline our senses to help direct our energies inwards he describes a hierarchy to help us as the whole is greater than the sum of its parts the mind which is the sum of all the senses is superior to the senses themselves even the mind is limited to fight or flight reactions sufficient for animalistic survival the intellect however goes far beyond and differentiates us from animals and hence is superior to the mind krishna further says that the self soul is superior to intellect and advises us to use it to annihilate the foe of desire which is hard to conquer with the mind or the intellect next in the series is beyond time